Pal- Louise Inacio Lula de Silva has been sworn in as the new president of Brazil, the third time he has held the country's highest office. The veteran left-wing politician, widely known as Lula, also led the country between 2003 and 2010. He defeated Jair Bolsonaro in October's election, and in his first speech, Lula vowed to rebuild a nation in terrible ruins. He denounced the policies of his predecessor, who went to the U.S. on Friday to avoid the handover ceremony. A day after taking office, Brazilian President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva had a series of meetings with world leaders. He wants Brazil back on the global stage, a change in the approach from his predecessor, Jair Bolsonaro. We speak this afternoon to Professor Felipe Tirado. Um, I think he's become quite a, a, a well-known guest here on Radio Islam International, so I'm not going to say more about him. Uh, but yes, he's with us this afternoon to talk us through what's been happening with regards to the inauguration and the first day of President Lula in his position. Um, Professor Felipe, good afternoon and welcome to Radio Islam International once again. Good afternoon, Anissa. It's a pleasure for me to be here once more and I wish you and all the listeners a, a lovely new year. And we wish you all the best for the coming for this new year. I was going to say coming. We've already entered the new year, third day already. So yeah. you, <laughs> you've been in Brazil. I, I, I'm assuming that you're still in Brazil. Yes, I am. I'll be here right. until the end of the month, and then I'll be back to the UK. All right. So you've been there whilst this inauguration took place. Now, there was quite a sense of festivity during the inauguration. Tell us a bit about what it was like. How did it go? And, you know, there were some concerns that there would be some violence, but it all seemed to have gone off pretty well. Perfect, yeah. The, I think that the first aspect of the inauguration was that, indeed, there were no incidents of violence. Uh, a couple of drones were um, a couple of drones were illegally in the inauguration, but they were dealt with uh, by the police very swiftly. So uh, we can say that it went pretty well. Uh, there were some concerns regarding the heat. Uh, Brasilia, the capital city of Brazil, was uh, there was a lot of rain in the days previous to the inauguration. But in the day of the inauguration, there was sun and uh, people were a bit. The, the only problem that I can highlight here was was yeah. the heat, and uh, so that's all. I think that you are 100% correct. No incidents mm-hmm. of violence over there. Well, that's good. So now you know. When we look at President Lula, he is the same man that was there previously in this position twice. But he's inherited a very different country from the last one that he ruled over. Looking at that, what has he decided will be his key priorities this time around? Once more, I think that you are quite correct. Um, The main commentators on uh, economic and political analysis here in Brazil are saying that although he is the same person, there's not so much broadness as there was in 2003, 20 years ago, when he first uh, took the presidency of Brazil. So um, what he what he did was uh, he went for a, uh, a series of speeches. So he had three speeches throughout the day. Uh, and in the three speeches, uh, in a very summarized way, what he did was talk about a um, national reconciliation. So he was very um, kind of he, he aimed very clearly at the minority of extremists who are still um, 
perpetrating acts of violence and who are still in, in front of the military barracks and all of those. So he did not uh, make kind of a, a conflictual, a, a kind of a, a antagonistic perspective against uh, Bolsonaristas in general. But he also talked about accountability for the violations that were perpetrated during the mm -hmm. Bolsonaro government. And this was something that we saw not only during his speeches, but also uh, yesterday when the when the ministers were taking office, the, the Minister of Justice, who was a former judge, um, he's uh, very much into uh, public security. Uh, he talked about the same thing. He talked about accountability. He talked about uh, controlling the, 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 the acquisition of weapons by civilians and all those things that Bolsonaro did beforehand. So I think that, that you're quite correct in the sense that he does not have the, the same range that he did in 2003. His coalition is not that big, but he's trying to kind of reconciliate the country. Mm. So his critics obviously, you know, still see him as a corrupt man, a corrupt president. How do you think or how have they been dealing with this? And um, has they, have there been a lot of criticism coming through? Yes, indeed. Uh, there's been a lot of criticism from uh, definitely the, the, the extreme right wing uh, media and um, also online uh, media, so social networks. There's a lot of criticism. A lot of people talk about talk about him uh, as a uh, as a corrupt leader, as a thief. Uh, there was a lot of, as you uh, said in the introduction, there was a lot of uh, messages saying that a thief could not. Uh, become president, so that so a lot of the fear from acts of violence came from these uh, kind of speeches against Lula. So we we can see that a lot. And the most uh, extremist uh, media, both uh, social media and also uh, conventional media, uh, are still talking about him as if uh, he was someone that did not um, fulfill all of his. Uh, all of his penalties, all of the, the sentences that he was given. So uh, this is still a, a very strong discourse, but I feel mm -hmm. that uh, the the kind of law and order discourse that they're going, that they're kind of following, pursuing the, the discourse of due process of law, I think this is uh, kind of building up to uh, show that, or, or for them to try to show them that this government is not going to be uh, as corrupt or is not going to have the incidents of corruption that we're seeing in previous Workers' Party uh, governments. Mm -hmm. So what about his cabinet? Tell us a little bit about his cabinet. You did mention the Minister of Justice. Um, the rest of them, are they popular amongst the people? Um, you know, who, who should we be looking out for and what, what do you think they're bringing to the table? So what he did was... Um, he broadened the, the number of ministries to 37 ministries. And then, but he, he did that without uh, opening new roles for the for public offices. So uh, it's, there are still the same number of people uh, kind of managing these offices, but more ministers to kind of spread the, the responsibility, spread the, the accountability, and to be able to uh, deal or to manage with new subjects. So for instance, uh, we have M Marina Silva in the now off, the, the ministry is now called uh, Ministry of the Environment and Climate Change. So he kind of 
broaden the responsibilities of this ministry. And Mariana Silva is someone known uh, for decades as a, a leading voice on against deforestation of the Amazon in support against climate change. So she's internationally known. She was at COP uh, a while ago. We talked about that uh -huh. a while ago. Uh, so she is a, a huge name. Uh, Lula also opened uh, ministries and invited people from the center right wing as well. Uh, and, and not only the left. So we see a lot of people from the center. We see a lot of people without uh, political parties as well, which is something interesting because Usually what we have to, to have support here is bringing, the, bringing people from, from various, for, for him to open a coalition, bringing people from various political parties. So I, I think that um, a third or 10 individuals were from the Workers' Party, and then he had individuals from other parties, individuals from the right wing, and individuals without parties. So that's a, a very interesting uh, kind of confirmation of a ministry. Uh, for us to see in Brazil. Uh, the, as I said, the Ministry of Justice, Flavio Gino is someone who has a broad experience with, with justice and public security. Uh, we have a lot of professors. Uh, the Ministry of uh, Economy is someone who was uh, a professor of economy, a, a brilliant CV. Uh, we also have from uh, public healthcare. So the, the healthcare minister, she was the, the leading, uh, she, she was the director of, the, of one of the leading uh, research centers of, on healthcare in Brazil. So we see something completely different from what we had uh, during Bolsonaro. But with Bolsonaro, we had uh, 21 ministries. Uh, we had a lot of power with some ministries. So the Ministry of Economy was very powerful. The Ministry of Justice was very powerful. Now we kind of, we are seeing a spread in that. And we're also seeing a lot of care with with the Amazon, a lot of, of care with human rights, a lot of care with uh, discrimination. So that's kind of the the confirmation of, of ministries that we're seeing. I hope I was uh, thorough. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. That was very thorough. So looking at Lula, um, you know, from what I've been listening to some of the interviews or some of the, I would say, speeches that we're given, many of the Latin American countries are looking at him, um, you know, their, their leaders, to almost as if they, they look at him to say, you can help unite us as a group of Latin American people. Is he the right man for the job? Do you think he can do that? Yes, I think that this is something that, so uh, the Mercosul, the, the Association of Latin American Countries, was something that Lula helped to strengthen a lot in his first two governments. Uh, and then what we're seeing now, what commentators are calling a pink wave in Latin America. So uh, we're seeing a lot of left-wing uh, presidents and, and left-wing leaders in Latin America, and, and they have a very open communication with Lula. But also another thing that we see is that the right-wing leaders also have a very easy communication with Lula. Lula is this person who mm -hmm. is able to reconciliate, is able to, to talk with different areas of the spectrum. There was a photo during his inauguration where he put together the last three presidents of Uruguay with uh, very different perspectives. And yeah. three of them uh, kind of were brought together in this picture. So I think this kind of illustrates very well what I'm trying to say. Uh, yesterday, I think also that uh, he met around um, 10 different world leaders or, or, or leading individuals in their respective countries. And uh -huh. uh, I think that among them, he met the, the right-wing president of, of 
uh, Ecuador. So I think he, he might be the right person to do that. He definitely has the, the history of someone who did that previously. So that's something mm -hmm. that we can definitely expect. Well, all I can say is Brazil has some interesting times ahead with the new president on board. And I'm sure that all eyes will be on that part of the world for a while. And I'm sure that South Africans will be watching as well, because this could open up uh, many doors for South Africans and for Brazilians uh, alike when it comes to trade and economics and that kind of thing, um, seeing that things would be a little more relaxed in Brazil now with uh, President uh, uh, Lula being a lot more, um, I would say, friendlier to people. Definitely, definitely. I, I think that's a great way to... Everything that I saw <laughs> was completely different from what we were seeing in the last four years. So uh -huh. um, he talked yesterday with leaders from, from China, Cuba, uh, Timor East, uh, Colombia, uh, Chile, Portugal. And, 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 the, and the crazy thing was that uh, he was kind of embraced by everyone. Uh, we see the pictures af after the meetings. Uh, we see the way that he talks about China is completely different from the way that he talk that Bolsonaro talked about China, and uh, and I think that also another thing that we can be sh sure of is the strengthening of links between Brazil and Africa in general, the whole continent, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. because those like he he just reopened the office for Africa and Asia in the Ministry of uh, International Relations here in Brazil, which was something that Bolsonaro had, clo had closed. Uh, I think that it might strengthen also the, the relationship between Brazil and South Africa because of the BRICS. Uh, that was something that Lula was yeah. very passionate about. So definitely, I definitely agree with you. I, I, I think that we're going to see some, some great uh, uh, developments in, in, in the next few months and I hope few years as well. And I'm, I'll, I'll be, I would be glad to, to uh, return here, join you back and talk a bit about about those well, in the future. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We'll definitely be talking to you more in the future to find out what's happening um, in Brazil and with the president now in place to see that he, um, you know, keeps to his word and uh, sorts out all of the, the situation that many of the Brazilians have been fighting for for such a long time. And I think, yes, you know, watching some of the clips uh, a lot of people were talking about democracy at last, and it made me realize, you know, how precious this is for people, being free, being able to attain freedom in their countries and enjoy it. And, and people were really celebrating his uh, inauguration, so it was really good to watch that. And I hope that um, all's going to be well and that he brings more prosperity to the country and freedom to the people and democracy for many years to come. Definitely, definitely. I, I definitely hope that. Um, I, I, I saw the same things here in Brazil. Uh, it was very, uh, people were very passionate. Uh, there was a lot of, um, th there was a lot of party, a lot of, uh, th all the speeches were in, in the sense of uh, having democracy back. And uh, I, I think that he said something very interesting. Uh, he said, uh, his exact words were, uh, after after the dictatorship, we uh, said dictatorship never more. Now yeah. we're saying uh, democracy forever. So I think those words kind of summarize everything that he said. And I definitely yeah. agree with you. I definitely hope that we, we're going to be able to see. Uh, uh, yeah, I definitely hope that we, we have this shift for democracy, not only in Brazil, but uh, for all the world. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your time in Brazil. And if we don't speak to you soon, we'll be speaking to you when you get back 
to the UK, hopefully. Perfect, Hanisa. It was a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for having me. And again, I wish you all a lovely 2023, okay? And the same to you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All the best. Thanks. You too. And that was Professor Felipe Torado talking to us all the way from Brazil, keeping us updated with what's happened with the inauguration for President Lula the Silva there and um, all that has been happening with regards to his first few days in office as well.